0: just do the subscribe, maybe do the rating. You know, it helps like, it's a lot of work for us to do this. Like I talked on the last episode, it's a lot of fun. I love coming here. Oh yeah. It's also a lot of work. Like I drive like what, about an hour to get here and back total. And you're spending time, letting me into your house Mm -hmm. and getting away from work. And so like, if you just hit subscribe, like five star rating, it makes it better for us. It helps. It It helps. helps. It does. It just helps, man. It does. You're good at that stuff. Just saying how much it helps. It does help. (laughs) what's up cedar rapids music scene this is episode number 34 believe it or not three four three four of this unbelievable award-winning podcast yeah cedar rapids music scene sometimes known as crms yes i am ms get it crms my name is Mike Schulte <laughs> of the Pork Tornadoes, and I have terrible jokes. I have dad jokes, and I'm not a dad. <laughs> All day with dad jokes. Uh, do you want to hear a dad joke, A.J. Yes. Vince? Yes, A.J. Vince of Friendly Fire On, Wolfpack Productions, Wolf Den wears yes. interior designer. Yeah. Because yeah. he changed the studio around.
1: <laughs> I keep doing it every now and again.
0: I just I get bored. It
1: looks good, man. I, yeah. My wife you. does
0: that. I'll come yeah. home, and the house is completely rearranged. Re-awang- yeah. Rearranged. Rearranged. <laughs> All right, I got a dad joke for you. Perfect. Okay. What... Okay, wait, ready? It's not really a joke. It's just like a statement, right? All right. So I've always wanted to, to play guitar. I wanted to play guitar so badly my entire life, right? Yeah. And so I got a guitar, and I've practiced, and I practice, and now I do play guitar so badly.
1: Oh,
0: God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not funny. No. Uh, well, I did laugh. I'll give it to you. Well, that was a courtesy laugh. It <laughs> was totally a courtesy laugh. How you been, man? How's, uh, how's things going? Anything exciting going on since uh-huh. we last talked? Dude, I've uh, I saw the Tom's Top Eight gentlemen. You saved that. I got I I'll got a whole that. segment
1: on that. Um, I'm printing some shirts for some some cool people. Printing rainbow colors. Rain- rainbow colors. First person out.
0: in the business to ever be able to do right. that on a screen print. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: Uh, and then uh, faces turned ashen has some dope Is stuff. That, that dope one in the background right it, there. Yep, okay, I won't right say there. nothing. Don't do it. Yeah, I've been printing my own stuff, trying to focus on that. It's been busy in the print shop. Yeah. Is uh, fall
0: and wintertime like a good time to like not only get some printing done mm because it's not you're not hanging outside, but do do people order more things if it's like more stuff? Like it's uh,
1: it's usually reorders on the koozies, mm -hmm. and then you also get lots of you get lots of hoodies in the winter wear, the hats, things like that come through. Uh, uh, It's a good time to do that usually for bands.
0: I'd love to talk to you about this. Uh, The whenever we order hoodies, yeah, like we just can't seem to sell them. Because yep. you know they're more expensive, they are, but then once we finally sell out of them, everybody wants them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't figure out why yeah. that is
1: yeah it's it's a weird timing thing like I think I think bands for their merch need to get into the retail mindset. Yeah. People already like right now, like people were like retailers were looking at fall line stuff last month in the dead of summer. So it's important to start looking ahead on that stuff. Is Usually it, by the time bands have them, it's too late.
0: That's very true. It's kind of weird. It, so like right now, I need I need hoodies fully in stock for my band, ready to yeah. roll. Because we're getting into those like outdoor shows that yeah. are get a little chilly at night kind of a thing. I
1: think if you don't have them by September, you're too late. It's too late. I honestly do believe that. Now you can just get them, obviously, in the in the winter. You yeah. do smaller orders or you something. Just have them. But people, it's the idea. It's not that people need Warm weather clothes still, it's the idea
0: that they've already spent their money on their warm weather clothes. That's
1: very true. So that's the idea.
0: I I agree with you on that What I disagree on is that Sam Adams Already has Oktoberfest on the shelves That's right Fuck you Sam Adams (laughs) I don't want to drink (laughs) Oktoberfest Until it's at least the end of September I don't want my pumpkin ales until October No No, (laughs) Does Starbucks have pumpkin spice already. No they don't Yeah, Quit putting it out in August I agree with that I (sighs) do agree with you there man Okay well there we go Had to get that off (laughs) 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 Oh yeah we've had Dude we've had a crazy summer Since we last talked It's been a lot lot of a uh, lot of really good moments, a lot of really bad moments. Like super insanely awesome shows. We had like fifteen thousand people in Centerville Ooh. for Ragbri, and oh, it, yeah. it was perfect weather. It went off with a hitch. Gorgeous. Then we've had. The Bad Weather Shows We got called uh, Prima Donna Fucks By a promoter Are you uh, serious? Yeah, yeah, we got called prima I didn't know it was a promoter Well, it wasn't a- I guess it's the organizer, organizer. Of, the, of the festival We got oh, called God. Prima Donna Fucks And they called the cops And sent the cops Into our trailer To see if we were doing drugs Oh my gosh <laughs> Unfortunately, they just ran into A bunch of bottles of whiskey <laughs> they, all, they literally ran into Like some people sleeping yeah. And like um, my wife reading a book Oh my like, gosh like we were not Doing anything wrong Last of the century that was a, that was an interesting one. I'll tell Jesus, that story man. to anybody that wants to hear it on an on a individual basis, face to face, not recorded in print or anything. Right. I'll tell you <laughs> that full story. All right. But it, it's been a good it's been a good summer, man. And now we're dealing with like two pretty big summer shows coming up here. We've yeah. got the Colonels on Saturday, mm-hmm. which is a fully produced by us show, and yeah. so there's way higher stress levels yeah. involved in that and then we got nightfall in the river the following saturday in Moines, which is very similar outdoors yeah. bit one of our bigger markets one yeah. of our bigger shows you just want weather to go well yes ah oh, weather weather, weather 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 man oh the weather outside is weather
1: yeah. That's <laughs> what just is that I, I can't remember oh is it's uh is that forgetting sarah marshall it's a is movie it?
0: it's a movie something like that i don't know it's something oh, man. I i feel like i just <laughs> saw that actually so yeah so we're going to see how those go. Right now we're just it's good to have a meteorologist on call and Kyle O'Mara is my go. man and he's pretty he's pretty spot on but he, right. this time this yeah. weekend he needs a he's like I need a couple more days. This is a weird really? one. So uh, gosh, you don't like to hear that. You don't want to hear that. But it could be fine. It could be <laughs> totally fine. That's true. Yeah. And probably will be. It's low chances at this point. Okay. As long as there's no lightning or nothing, I think we'll be all right.
1: All right. Well, I'm I can't have I can't have bad weather. I'm expecting some I'm VIP expecting treatment. I'm expecting to be there. I'm expecting some. I'm, I'm going to have a big circle pit going during uh, some just, J, Justin Timberlake. I'm just saying, and, it's going to be awesome, man! So, can't stop the feeling. Circle right, pit. That's right.
0: <laughs> circle of love. Circle of love. Well, dude, it's been a while since we have talked face to face. We had yeah. some great um, episodes since we last got to talk. Just me and you. We had uh, the Josh Ross one. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was awesome. Great episode. I thought I, I thought it was very funny. We should tell people that Josh Ross is a great dude mm-hmm. but he never took his sunglasses off the whole time he was in. <laughs> did, did you, you realize no, that? he
1: did. He never did. Josh walked in with his big
0: ass sunglasses and he never took them off in this dark room. I
1: was wondering like, do I
0: need to dim the lights? <laughs> I, uh, has he got like the Roy Orbison thing going on? Yeah. Like he's got the, you know what I mean? It was so good, <laughs> man. I'm like, all right, I guess, I guess I can't look at his directly in his eyes right. or I'll be falling in love or That's something right. like that. But Josh, I, I liked that episode yeah. a lot. He was very like tough love mm-hmm. which i think we'll get into a little later i mean that the whole you're not owed anything man we yeah. talk that so many times on this podcast just you're not owed anything quit it's, quit acting like you are
1: it's a big thing to be reminded of though too you know what i mean like you know after good shows bad shows um good experiences bad experiences i think it's just important to be reminded of that you're not yep. owed anything still like
0: you're only as yeah. good as your last at bat yeah so. I thought that was great. And then that that Dan and and Adam of Cover Band Confidential, that Mm -hmm. just sort of fell in my lap. I think like you might have heard on the episode is I just, (laughs) they reached out, I reached out. We just started communicating and, uh, they wanted me to be a guest on their podcast, which if you haven't checked them out, join their group, Coverband Confidential. Okay. Check out their podcast. It's great. They're talking very similar things that we are, mm-hmm. um, and they have a backlog of like 60, 70-something episodes, so they're cool. really sticking to it. But then I was a guest on their episode, so then they're, I'm like, hey, I already got you on the line here. You want to be on the, <laughs> the CRMS? So it kind of was fly by the seat of our pants, but I thought that was a pretty good episode too, kind of yeah. hearing the differences in markets. One of the things being that if 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 you, general musician, general public of Cedar Rapids thinks that we have a lot of tribute bands, mm-hmm. you don't. Like, <laughs> like, there are towns like Atlanta where Adam's from where, I mean, he sent me a link. He goes, look at this club and look through all the dates. And it was like, bands you never even thought could have a tribute band have a tribute right? band. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think we're just getting started around here, to tell you yeah. the truth.
1: Don't you? I think so. I mean, it. they seem to be popping up. And I, so what was cool was, uh, I think it was Adam. They're the they're a like, genre yeah tribute band. They're yes. very select with what they do, yes. but it's a genre type of music. So I thought that was really cool.
0: It, yeah, I guess it is. It's a tribute to a decade or to yes. an era, yeah. which is, is pretty cool because, yeah, they're called Members Only, and they strictly do like an 80s dance party tribute where now we've got some new, new, new local band that you've probably heard of, Tom's Top 8, that oh, is yeah. sort of doing the same thing. Yes. They're looking at this empty genre that not many other people are doing. Yeah. And they're going, okay, we don't have to stick to just one of these bands. Cause maybe let's be honest. I don't know if you could pick a band from the pop punk yeah. era
1: and tribute to them. I guess you could, you could, but you're going to have, you're going to have like three hits
0: and then like a lot of filler songs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> where, where, so Tom Stop eight. I mean, if you, ha- if you haven't heard about him, we were both at the show and right. I'll, I'll, I'll love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, they picked the, what would you call that the pop punk kind of emo? Pop punk emo,
1: like the MySpace era of music is yeah. what I like to call it. Two thousand eight to like two thousand seven, and even earlier than that, but like. all that emo stuff is just, it was amazing.
0: Well, and the the beauty of what they're doing is no one else, no one else is currently filling that niche right now around here. There are some, there are some touring acts that I've seen come through that have done like the emo proms and things like that. Yes. I've seen it in quad cities. I've seen it in Des Moines before, but currently no one is doing that right now. That's right. They identified it, learned it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they basically, <laughs> they basically killed it with over-the-top production. Yep. Uh, they 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 um. What's the word I'm looking for? They promoted the shit out of it. Yes. Built it up. Said this is going to be good. You better come check it out. And now they're filling this hole of like 25 to 35 year old kids that love this brand brand of music. Yep. But now have like. Real jobs and like feel like spending right. a little More money and going out on the town like it Was I could have told you Before we even went that it was going to be a complete success Yeah yeah, and absolutely. it was we went to the show it yeah. was Unbelievable what What were your thoughts on that show it was, a, it was packed
1: out it was great because That's exactly the type of music that like Like you just said that's what I Grew up on like listening To coming out of high school and everything That's where I want to be I want to hear all that music Again and I want to hear it done really well they Just destroyed it yeah you know what I mean It was great um like you said, the production value was there yeah. for it um their promotion was awesome, it was funny, it was interesting. Yes. they did videos, they did real like good posters, like everything it was I, yeah, man.
0: it was unbelievable to tell you the truth and it was it was super awesome watching. Uh, them, I had a funny moment because, you know, the, the guys in that band are all great, but yeah. they, they've mostly played in, like, original bands, right? Right, right. So this is their first touch for the most of them in a cover band type of world. Mm-hmm. And you could see them on that stage for the first couple songs going, I can't believe there's as so many people here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, what are, what are we doing? This is so fun. And Jeremy Jacobs came and stood next to me for a couple songs, and we, we looked at each other, and he goes... Welcome to cover band world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, like you could tell. I mean, yeah. th- these boys um, put some hard work into this. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're covering songs, but they put some uh, as equal amount of hard work it into this band as they would have yeah. for original band. Um, they promoted the shit out of it, and they walked away. They probably walked away with thirteen hundred, $1, fourteen hundred bucks because oh, they sure. they paid. They did a five dollar cover, yeah. and that place was at capacity. Yep, they banked on themselves and made probably more money than they've made ever being in a band yep. on one night and probably had the fucking time of their life. Oh yeah. Like you could tell they were having the best
1: time. That's like the good old days. Like that was, you know, cuz some of uh, some of those guys we played in bands t- together still play in bands together. Yeah. Um but then uh, and we played shows together with the other guys and I mean, that takes you back to the glory days, you know, of your of your same people together in the same room.
0: Right. Absolutely. You guys, I was watching you and you were just having a blast. Oh, man, man. I
1: told you that's that's like that's my music. You know what I mean? That's like what I grew up on. That's what we that's those are the bands that and I think this is what why it's so true to heart for them, because that's the music that inspired them to make music. Yeah. And that's what inspired me, and that's why I wanted to be there and be a part
0: of it. I was a little worried because that type of music, yeah, like sometimes when you go to see said band play, yeah, you're just like, oh, like I've heard some stories about Taking Back Sunday is a little rough on stage, really, yeah, really? like in the used back in the sure. day, like. So I was worried that maybe they couldn't pull it off, okay. and not because they're not good musicians, but because right. that is very hard music to play and, actually- and keep that the levels at a high level.
1: Yeah. I, I don't mean that in, in any negative no, way towards all. anyone, no. anyone else playing music, or, yes. but this, it's not standard pop standard
0: no. rock type no. music. It's, it's fairly high intricate energy. <laughs> and it's, it's high, intricate energy. And high energy and, and they did it right too. Cause like, you notice, I don't think there was an amp on stage. Nope. There was no amps on stage. Um, Everybody had in-ears. It Mm -hmm. looked like, I don't think they were playing to tracks, but they were playing to clicks, I believe, believe, which is huge. That was another thing I was worried about. If you are that amped up on adrenaline Mm -hmm. for those type of songs, I mean, like, you're going to rush the fuck out of those songs. And they didn't. Everything was right there. Everything was perfect. Um, The sound was incredible. They didn't have to have monitors on stage so the
1: vocals could come through. We had good, they uh, flipped the monitors um, so that way people up front. Yep. Could hear everything. I was up front. I could hear everything the right way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It was cool.
0: I thought it was cool. But it also brings up uh, the pro the pros of starting a tribute act like that or a tribute band yeah. are that like we talk about from day one you have a built in crowd yeah. and and you do, you're not like struggling to get people to come out to correct. Your show correct. Correct. Um, but I also feel like the negative is that you almost peak immediately. Yeah. Like uh, you know, can, could Tom's top eight play, like, a street festival in a town? Like, Mm -hmm. could they go to Cedar Falls and play Sturgis Falls for for a very big, large, diverse audience? I don't know. I'm not sure, yeah. Yeah, right, and I don't think many tribute acts could do that as well, and not because they can't, but because... The, these town festivals want variety, and they want yeah. you can play a little bit of everything, and everybody's right. happy. So I wonder. Well, I think we'll see how that works around here, but there there is definitely a ceiling yeah. for for tribute type acts. But that's where somebody like Tom's Top Eight or Fresh Fighters or all these great bands, then they start hitting the road and they keep playing these 200, exactly. 300 person club venues and they're just killing it everywhere they go. And I know that that's part of their goal, though, too, is to be able to
1: do what they did at tailgaters, not just in CR or just even, like, the closer towns, but in other places in the country eventually, too. It's totally doable. And that's, that's very viable, you know what I mean? To do what they did to go rock a club, like your favorite bands from the emo time period and we can back it up and we we, sound here good. we are, we're sounding good and they are pushing it and promoting yep. those shows the same way they did tailgaters.
0: Then there's no reason yeah. they can't do that. And that's another pro uh, for the tribute is not only can you have a great show in your own hometown for your first show, but you yeah. can go anywhere and people will show up because of what you're doing. Yeah. Where a, a band like Pork Tornadoes or somebody that's playing variety, that's a lot tougher to build those new markets up because sure. you really got to go. Okay, this is what we play. Like you should, we play all these songs. You should come see it. It's right. not a shtick. So, yeah. um, I'm interested to see how they handle it from here. Because I yeah. also and i mean this in the best way cuz i love those guys i don't want to see them now it's very hard to have such a successful night and now i want to just do it every couple weeks yeah you know i know, so I like, know that yeah right, let's just spread this out let's go to some other towns let's come back keep people starving so we'll see right. uh we'll see how they do that but i went i went to that that was on what friday was, or no it was on a saturday saturday and then i went to the metal festival on sunday the next day the next day yeah and it was super awesome cuz i mean there was a there was a good there was a good crowd. I was actually there twice. I was there around three o'clock. It went it went from noon to midnight or something like yeah. that. And there was fucking twenty bands or something like that. I was there from like three to five and then like seven to nine. Okay. There was some great um I think it just shows you how good like the or how tight knit like the metal scene is around here. Yeah. Or just in eastern Iowa. Like props to uh Josh Ludley for I don't know if he set the whole thing up or he or he helped kind of do it or integral part but um, he did a great job whoever set this up did a great job I finally got to see Josh's band Dark Agenda he's got a great voice dude Um, and like he's got the scream like that perfect scream that I like he's got that fucking down his band was great Um, and I guess more or less props to like tailgaters and Kale for being willing to actually like take a chance on a on a metal fest on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. or or a new band called Tom's Top Aid that nobody knows about. I mean yep. props. I mean Kale Kale's able to Kale's been in this business long enough to look and go, oh, okay, this is gonna be successful. He's got an eye for this stuff. He totally obviously. does, man. Yeah. Um and and I the one thing I did wonder about the metal uh, fest is it seemed like it was successful. Um but you wonder like I'm not like a festival guy, yeah, like, i'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go hang out to see live music for twelve hours, yeah, right. I'm not gonna really go to lollapalooza like that's not my thing, mm-hmm. so I wonder if you can if there's a way to like bring things to like a okay let's we're gonna do six bands outside, right. you know and or something, but that's just a personal preference, a hundred percent yeah
1: i i did i we did. We did Wolfpack Summer Jam for two years, and if I, you know, this is me beating a dead horse, uh, that's fine. But we did that for two years. The same kind of a setup. We, it was an all-day festival, all-day music. It's two two stages, music shoot-off kind of a thing. Band is setting up while another one's playing. Yeah. You get five minutes in between. It usually flows so wonderfully there's not a big interruption of music and it sounds like a wonderful like day of fun. But at the same time you think about a standard or normal listener consumer and it's tough to stick around and, and, take music for that long no matter what it is you know what i mean it's it's hard it's yeah. a, you, like what you did i think a lot of people end up tend to do and that's what we saw at summer jam was people would come then they'd leave then they'd come back and probably hang out for a right. little bit longer and kind of do a come and come and go thing
0: so know? summer jam and metal fest let's just say they they throughout the day had 500 people show up yeah those were all spread out to where there was never more than maybe like 30 people watching a band where exactly where if we could bring those 500 people and have them there for a shorter amount of Mm -hmm. time, that maybe makes a little more sense. But then, you know, not as many bands get to play. And and
1: that's the unfortunate thing. We had to do a pretty tight screening ourselves. Uh, I'm guessing those guys probably did too. Um, And the unfortunate thing is we probably would have to make it even a tighter race to try to fit it in, like cut it down. We would, we would, probably have to go I think we did somewhere around 18 to 20 bands the first year and um, and and different acts and everything and I think if we were to cut it down in half um, make it a half of a day thing and uh, it'd probably be a little bit more fuller I guess do you think you you guys would ever do that again I don't know. I would like to. It's a lot of work, and uh, when you do it that way, and it's not like we we did it to make money or anything. We didn't make money off of it, you know. Uh, But we wanted to do it because it was to bolster the scene, boost the scene, and uh, I think we succeeded with that absolutely. And I think if we did it, I think this is this is my theory on doing it was if we could do the same thing in a tighter group, but do two to four events throughout the year maybe Uh, gotcha yeah you know what i mean one big one instead of one big one i think we could we could do more and then we then we go a little bit more particular with the event like oh this is those emo bands Here's where we mix in some cover bands. Yeah. Here's where we do more like acoustic or yeah. groove or, hey, here's our metal thing. Maybe we do a po- complete potpourri yeah. like we did, you know. But, you know, maybe make it more eventy, like you always say. Yeah. Make it a little bit more special each like time it's not you just do a, it. Don't
0: come out just because it's a festival. Come out because we're doing we're something doing like this. We're doing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's maybe what the Metal Fest is. It, it, it probably solidified their community a Correct. little bit more, which is great. So now, again, with Tom's Top 8, see how they build on this yeah. and see how they keep moving forward. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. And that, that actually brought up a, a really good point for me is that um, it comes back to that cover charge thing. Yeah, Both of those shows, Tom's Top 8, $5 cover. Mm-hmm. The Metal Fest, $12, 14, $15? I don't even know what it was. Yeah, People paid it. Mm-hmm. And that took care of like some of your major expenses. If you have a product worth coming to, nobody cares what it's going to cost. They're going to come, they're going to come see it. Yeah. So why not bank on yourself? Cause uh, you know, Tom's top eight could have asked for, Hey Kale, let's not do a cover, but you know, pay us 600 bucks. Yep. And, and they could, if yeah. Kale would have done that and that would have mm-hmm. been great. And, mm-hmm. it, but like, why not do a cover charge? Now Kale's not paying anything mm-hmm. and you're you're banking on yourself and making double that. Uh, I went into the bathroom, like it just shows you the difference in these you see these bands like Tom's Top Eight that are willing to bank on themselves mm-hmm. promote the fuck out of it in a packed house right I walked into the bathroom yeah uh, I don't even remember what it was I had some <laughs> drinks i I'd been out that night. I was taking a piss, and there was a poster on the wall, and it was a like an eight by seven black and white poster with like a classic rock band on it, like yeah. some fifty year old guys mm-hmm. holding their guitars, yeah, and it said like Next Saturday or whatever. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. But I immediately remember going. I'm not going to that. Really? You know, like yeah, like because I'm I'm experiencing this giant event in Tom's Top Eight, and then I'm like, I don't want to go see that. You yeah. You know, like because it it was a free show, and like you know, come on out. Like you knew what it was going to be like. And it's, in it's there. like
1: it's like a bar's been set for yourself to what's pulling you out, and I don't yeah. know. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I, I thought it was a, it's a it's a lesson again in promotion and your amazing one-off posters that you can put up yeah. in the bar and uh, the videos that you can make and the content you can make and bringing people in and and mm-hmm. making sure they're engaging will make them want to come see you. Like right. I wanted to come see them from the minute that they started promoting. So correct, but with the cover charge, both of those events did cover, and it worked out great for everyone. Right, and we still have this this pissing and moaning about like, well, you know, the public, you know, the bar, the venue still got to help yeah. promote, you know, the right. venue's got it. Now the venue does not have to help promote. <laughs> it's great when they do it and you do it in conjunction with Correct. each other, but also you're the one that's getting paid, mm-hmm. not cause you're playing music. Like who cares? Anyone can play music. We can put any band on that stage. That's right. You're not special because you play music. Correct. Correct. So, you're getting paid this guarantee to play on this stage. Mm-hmm. Do something about it. Yeah, dude, it's it's insane. So I I looked. I I made a scenario for you. You're gonna love this, right? I love numbers. Okay. All right. Let's say you're in a band. You get you go to tailgaters yep. and you're gonna get a seven hundred dollar guarantee to play. Right. Seven hundred bucks, no matter what. We're gonna promote it. We're gonna be awesome. We're gonna get a million people in there. Yep. Band ends up doing zero promotion, and let's just say fifty people show up. And come and go throughout the night, between 9 and 1. 50 people yeah. come in. They're not paying cover. Mm-hmm. They're just showing up. Let's say on average um, they drink three drinks per person. Right. Some people have zero. Some people have six. I mean, that's right. probably a fair average, three drinks per person. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, i heard from a few local sources that when you're talking cheap tall boys and cheap well liquor mm-hmm. which is what most music fans will drink cuz yep. we're all poor bastards. Bushlight. Uh, Bushlight <laughs> you the bar is making like $3 per drink after after paying for the drink, right? Okay. So you're paying 450, they're making 3 bucks on it, right? So if those 50 people drinking three drinks a piece pay $3, that's $450 is made at the bar mm-hmm. after th- paying the cost of those drinks. That, that's the profit they're making back. Yes. Um, then in a place like Tailgaters, your cost of a door guy, IDing people, your, your couple bartenders, your cleaning afterwards, your electrical bill, we're talking maybe 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. So the cost of the night with your $700 guarantee and the cost of operating the venue was $1,000, and your band brought in $450 worth of sales. Right. You just lost $550 for this bar. And that is 100% your fault. Mm-hmm. I, and like, I, it is. Like, like, you're the one, if, if that is your band, you're the one killing the music scene. It takes some responsibility. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? You take some responsibility for, for having the audacity to go and say, I play music, pay me for it. And then just walk away like, cool, have a good night. We'll see you next time. I made it. You probably won't see us next time because you won't be there next time. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I get, we, I I don't know, guarantees for bands I think are great. uh, But, man, there's got to really be some honest, honest promotion and a really solid understanding between that bar owner and that band.
0: And so you're. If I'm a venue owner, you're you're telling me the fact that you won't play for covers. You're telling me you don't think you're good enough, and that no one will show up. Right. That's basically what you're telling me.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption.
0: So I, I get it. Like, oh man, we're in a band, and uh, this other band gets paid this. But like, man, if 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 tailgaters goes three months and has a bunch of shows like that, mm-hmm. like that venue may not do live music anymore. Correct. Kale said on the Facebook event or on the Facebook thing the other day that he goes, um, he goes, it's. Uh, Karaoke usually makes more money for us than bands. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Like, carry a, a, a guy with a computer and letting random people sing is better than your band. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks to hear, but, like, you know, I don't know. I, I just, again, it goes back to the, you don't deserve to be paid money just because you started a band. Right. I don't know, and you got to think about these local venues. Like, think about then um, a place like Chrome Horse their operating costs because they've got significant more staff and yeah and cooks and stuff like that their operating cost is probably a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars on a night yeah if you have a bad show there oh man yeah like that's that's tough man and i actually saw um i'm definitely not going to name names because i that's i don't want to do that but in the last cu- couple months i have all these notes i found this yeah there's a local band that i that that i just went through and looked at their facebook and they had played twice in Cedar Rapids in, in, in two weeks, you know, okay. which is a big no-no, like we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last show they played, there was zero, there was not a Facebook event, and it was not on their website, mm-hmm. um, and the venue didn't have an event for it. And the only post for it was the day of the show, without a photo, without a video, without a poster, just a, hey, we're here tonight. Oh, my gosh. that's That had to be a really tough night. For that bar (laughs) and probably the band it's not fun to not play in front of people yeah no kidding so i don't know are we just are we just falling back in these ruts again like of just this is your product this is your band like don't you want to
1: make it awesome yeah and and i will say and i'm going to take it back to kale for just one second because he did say in there at one point he said uh Regardless of context and but there was one thing in, in his statement that he said, I'm tired of giving away things for free, especially music. I'm tired of giving music away for free. Right? That means that literally means I have to say this. That means you have a bar owner taking ownership of your band and your music for you to say, I don't want to give you away for free. So that means that means <laughs> I think that that sets an expectation for a yeah. band that goes to play there to take ownership of his establishment, like you should, yeah. and say, I do not want to give away a, your night for free. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think it's it's, amazing. That, that has to be, that should be a mutual respect right then and there.
0: And until so. we get to a point where the general public thinks that live music in this town is the greatest thing ever, and they just go out every night looking for live music, until yeah. we get to that point... yeah we need to take ownership of yeah. what our, of what our band is worth and what our time is worth, you know, like, yeah. cause it's, you're going to start if band, if clubs are not starting to call you back and stuff like that, maybe that means that you're not offering a good enough product. Right. Or you should bank on yourself and go, I'll tell you what, just let's, let's work out a, a bar deal, depending on yeah. how much bar sales are. Let's work out a deal on there. Mm-hmm. bank on yourself. I don't know, man. I saw, I also saw a funny thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. I think it was on Cover Band Central. Uh, there was a list of seven reasons why no one is coming to your show. Do you ever read that? I haven't read this yet. What do you think number one was? Uh, you, you suck. You suck is number <laughs> one. Like I I know that's really hard to understand, but if if you're playing shows and nobody's coming... It's not it's probably not the venue's fault. It's probably not the fact that there's another show in town. Like yeah. you sometimes gotta look at yourself Ugh. and go, man, I guess we're not very good.
1: You gotta you that's a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow, but if you <laughs>
0: it hurts th- to say th- it. if it
1: needs to be an edema, take it as it is. <laughs>
0: like, whatever, man. Number one was you suck. Number two is you're playing too much, which is always something we've been talking about. Played. Like you, yeah. yeah, you can't make it special again with Tom's top eight to use them. Like if they were to play the next weekend and then the next weekend after that, that loses all of its credibility. Right. Uh, But if they don't play again for another three months, Mm -hmm. that next show is going to probably be even bigger. It's probably going to be even crazier than it was that first time. Absolutely. So I know it's easy. Again, you're getting this cushy job where you just show up and you make 600 bucks from the bar, no matter who shows up. But like, that's going to go away pretty quick. Number three was that it's not a special event. Okay. It's just a bar. It's just a bar with a band in it. Yeah. If, if you're not creating some sort of fun reason to come here, mm-hmm. boop, sorry. Yep. Uh, number four was you're not selling advanced tickets, which again kind of goes into the cover, yeah. right? Like if, if, if you have to purchase tickets to this, mm-hmm you're going to make it your point to come to that show. Right. It's a commitment. It's a, it's a complete commitment to go to that show. Correct. Like you bought tickets to our Colonel show this Saturday. Like it now has to go on your calendar and go, this is what we're doing. I bought these tickets, made plans.
1: Take you, you you take
0: time off, whatever
1: you do, you got to do to be at that
0: show. Yeah. It's a commitment. And that's the same with cover. You know, if, if somebody pays five bucks to come in the bar, Mm -hmm. uh, then they're going to have to stay there for a while. Yeah. um, You number five is you think the venue is promoting Mm. when they're they're not I mean they should do a little bit but they're if you weren't they it's it's easier to promote yourself than it is to promote someone else right yeah what do you think so well um
1: sometimes it's tougher I, I i hear this a lot and i used to kind of be this way too it's hard to promote yourself you know because you don't want to come off as like oh look at me you have to do i'm real cool and popular come and see me because i'm really awesome so a lot of people don't like to do that artists don't like to do that because they don't like to sound conceited or cocky or you know um but so they want to rely on somebody else to do that that being said i think what you're saying is for a band, they can promote them or a, a venue can promote themselves easier. Is that what you were saying?
0: I was saying, yeah, like you you as a band should be able to promote yourself easier should, than a venue can promote you, right? Well,
1: that's that's yeah. true. They can say, hey, these guys are going to be here, but it's up to you to create the content to be able, for them to be able to share around.
0: Yeah, what are venues supposed to start making videos for you now yeah. and make posters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, don't show up with a poster... That's generic, that just has a white space on the bottom that you can fill out with a marker. Yeah. Make one-off posters. Yep. Do it. That's like, I think that's one of Kale's biggest things I remember him saying was just make a unique one-off poster for this show. It's not that no. hard. No, it's not. Yeah, it's really not. Find a graphic designer that can make you a template and you can just get in there and change some stuff from time to time.
1: I've made, I've made show flyers on my phone, in an app on my mm-hmm. phone.
0: That's, we talked about that in an yeah, old episode. Exactly. Yeah. And they probably turned out really nice. And they were just
1: fine. Yeah. And you just print them off at a full color, go to take them to FedEx, like print shop yeah. or whatever it is, and have them print you off t- 50 copies of them.
0: You can probably uh, give Jacob Willenborg like five bucks and he'll oh design my something God. for you.
1: That guy, whatever he's charging you, it's <laughs> underpriced. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Just, to,
0: just understand that. <laughs> uh, number six was you rely solely on Facebook for promotion. Uh, yeah. Facebook is a great tool, yes, but if that's your only tool that you're using, ah, man, especially with them making it so much harder to reach people. Yes. um, You got to start thinking of other avenues to use. I mean, we've got the Iowa Live music app, which obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. Max is doing great things to get all of us on there, but um, how else can people hear about you? Can you? email it's, mailing list. Yeah. I mean, that's coming back around. It too, is coming you know? back
1: because it's kind of becoming a, a bit of like a hedge bet almost like to, that you can say like, yeah. cause like it used to be people just delete their spam stuff. But if you get them in on that uh, and it's going into their primary folders yeah. now, it's actually a big deal. Yeah. So yeah,
0: that is something they're guaranteed to probably receive. Correct. Yeah. So put out a mailer mailing list on your uh, merge table. Um, think of an incentive, for people to sign up, go mm-hmm. put something on your Facebook page. Go, I'll tell you what. Uh, in a month, we're just going to pick one random subscriber and we're going to give away some merch or we're going to yeah. do something. Do su- I'll sign up for that, but oh, whatever, yep. it's cool. I can I can always unsubscribe from you, but you know, for now, sure. Let's see what you got. Let's do some good content.
1: If you can get somebody close, or you can actually uh, entice somebody enough for a commitment like that, that yep. they sign up for something, and you're afraid that you're afraid that they're going to like hit unsubscribe after they get what they wanted out of you, then one, they probably wasn't worth worth it anyways, but two, you, that comes back to you investing in yourself yeah. and making sure you're giving them something to subscribe to. It
0: takes a lot for me to unsubscribe to something. That's right. Like think of how many days you're just delete, you'd rather just delete the email than unsubscribe right. to. Right, no kidding. It takes a lot to get there, so that's on you You mean I have to again. click another link? Ugh, uh, then i got to <laughs> re-enter my email address? Yeah. Uh, you'll like number seven, um, which has been a big part of this whole group, is number seven for the seven reasons no one's coming to your shows is you aren't getting out to other shows. Mm. There we go. Think about how many times you see somebody out at your show yep. uh, or you go see another band and then they reciprocal. I, we That's one of the big things I think this group has done um, is that we've created this kind of inclusive culture. Now you're seeing the same people mm. getting out and seeing live music. There are a lot of musicians that i don't think are going out at all and i know you've got commitments but
1: there's page lurkers out there absolutely yeah Yeah. maybe
0: pick a show once one time a month pick a show and go out to it a band what i tried to do a long time ago was pick bands i have not seen yet okay you know and i'll I'll go like one band one show of a band i've i've seen before and they're friends of mine and then one show of a band i've never seen before yeah catch a set move
1: along I, uh, I found out, I don't know when this will get posted up, but I know there's a Friday coming up that I'm going to be hunting the, uh, Iowa live music yeah. to, to see you if know. I can, yeah, exactly. I got a Friday off. What I am I going to do? I need, I got
0: to, I want to get out there. So yeah. So you better get your stuff on there. That's right. Uh, that, that also funny enough brought up another point that I forgot. I skipped over. Um, remember, remember our last, uh, Let's see. Was this the last time we talked? Oh, yeah, it was the last time me and you talked. We talked about how there was an uptown or there was a Friday night where there was seven outdoor, outdoor shows. shows happening yes. at the exact same time. And I brought that up on the Facebook page to see what people thought about it. And yeah. it was, it was a fairly interesting discussion. I don't know. I don't know still what the right answer is. Cause there were some people that brought up the fact that it's nice. They were five, four of them were like within a walking distance of each other. So a lot of people, Wanted to be able to hip hop around and and try to get to as many of them as they can. Okay, yeah. So not having a cover mm-hmm. at the majority of them and being close together and being at the same time allowed for this fun little event to like kind of get to one, have a couple beers, get to another one. So from that's that cool. perspective, that's kind of cool, that right? Cool. Um, from the perspective of trying to get a lot of people at your show. I don't think that that works because if people are just kind of coming going as they can, uh, your your numbers are going to be down. I know that that particular weekend um, that we talked about, um, Uptown, I think that was Fresh Fighters. Yeah, okay. I think it was Fresh Fighters Uptown, and I went to that and it was great. They they put on a great show. Yeah, I think the numbers were were a lot less than I thought they were going to be. Okay, Um, I don't know what the final count was. It was it was definitely a good crowd. Yeah, but I think I expected more, and I'm sure like Uptown expected more because there was a. It was great weather. Yeah. Um, I also went over to slap and tickle at CRL. And again, nice. like good crowd. Yep. Uh, but I think I think I even talked to Kurt and he's like, yeah, you know, we wish it would have been a little bigger. Yeah. Um, the one thing that was interesting is that I didn't make it to it, but um, I know Logan Schultz listens to this. He's mm-hmm. the director for Nubo Market. Okay. Um, the, he said Rock the Block was awesome that night. Now he also admitted that uh rock the block is a very niche thing where it's kind of it's a little bit more easier listening, funk stuff. Okay. And you get like the same older crowd will kinda come to that no matter what. He's like, we're unaffected by Anyone that's at Uptown or anything, we generally have the same it's amount. It's almost of like
1: people. this we're built-in thing.
0: It's kind of built-in, right? It happens. Okay. People just go, oh, let's go down the market. We can get food, and we yeah. can buy some beers, and we can bring our lawn chair and sit right, there. There's right. some shade. Yeah. So um, there's that. But there's also um, – actually, I don't remember what the other shows were. Uh, but then there's to, – to finish this thing back on weather uh, – <laughs> There was also, I went to, what was that weekend in the middle of July, middle of the end of July, where it was hotter than hot that week. You remember yes. the Friday? Yep. So I went down to rock the block to see our buddies bird child, and there was like 20 people there. <laughs> it was the most oppressive, hot, hot heat that I've ever felt in my life. Um, and that just goes to show you that yeah. even if things are built in, like weather's still always going to play a part yeah. in that, yep. especially heat. Yeah, uh, We played Waverly Heritage Days. The day... The Friday when it was really hot was a band called Vic Ferrari, and they are a huge drop there. They've been playing like 15 years in a row at this venue, and it's always this big deal Friday night. Yeah. He said that was their worst crowd they've ever had in 15 years because of how terribly Uh hot and oppressive it was. Yep. And then you'll remember Saturday, it totally flipped, right? This (laughs) giant cold front went through. Yeah. Um, which was great for us because we played Saturday night. Okay. And it was very beautiful weather. But during the day when this cold front went through, <laughs> right as we arrived, uh, these straight line winds came through from the cold front. <laughs> Lifted a beer tent. Like I'm talking 50 feet by 30 feet with like... 25 metal stakes in the ground, you know, like giant beer <laughs> yeah. tent. Yeah. Lifted it and threw it into the air and threw it back on the ground and shat, like just broke everything. Just destroyed it. That's how crazy the wind. It, oh. it fucked up the stage and it fucked up the rest of the day, kind of. But like weather, man. Yeah. Oh, you got to have, we talk about that a lot, but you got to be prepared for that shit. Be prepared. Fucking weather, man. God. I'm a weather man. Weather man. F- fire, fire man. <laughs> I don't know. I think that kind of gets us caught up on a lot of shit here, man. Yeah. I don't know. Did has there anything been been anything crazy that you've noticed uh, in the scene or in the group lately that's been good or bad? I think uh, you know.
1: I think the one thing I always, I still, I still debate about this. This is one thing I was going to bring up was uh, the idea of the the pay to play. There was a big old oh, thing on that's the pay to play. Right.
0: I didn't write that down.
1: Um, and. Uh, and I, I go back and forth because I'll be honest with you, and I'll, I will say this. I think uh, when we did our shows, we did it the right way. When we offered. When, when you had a pay to play opportunity. When, when we, well, when, when we had one, we okay, so when we do, used to do it, we used to work with a, a booking company um, that they put on openers to big acts, right? And they do the pay to play. It's your standard idea, your standard setup. You are gonna get money back as long as you sell all your tickets. You're guaranteed like a hundred bucks, and then you get you have to pay you have to sell fifty tickets though. If you don't sell, you got to pay whatever is left over those tickets. So you're banking on yourself. You're banking on yourself. Now I don't think that that's I don't like that in the idea that we've we've done it to the point we overwhelmed ourselves with like three of those shows. And it was. Within a couple weeks of each other.
0: Because you don't want to turn down playing with said band. Exactly. We were like, oh, they're my idols. We got to play with those guys. Oh, yeah. Motion City Soundtrack. They're coming
1: through. They're coming through. And so we wanted to be on those shows, right? And it is. It's 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 not they're not wrong. Like it is good exposure. Hell yeah. If you can make it up in merch and everything like that, like that that was what you should have had in the first place. Great. That's awesome. We lost a little bit of money but we gained 30 new fans right. in the new city. Exactly. And and if you lose the money, we we beat the street down to sell 50 tickets, man. Like we beat doors down. Yeah. We drove everywhere to sell tickets. Um but and I get that, like, yeah, obviously you you just have to be able to weigh weigh the option. Is it actually going to be good enough? Can you actually sell the tickets? Is it actually enough drive pull that you can get those tickets sold? That all being said, when we did summer jam, we offered bands. we were like, look, we don't have budget to pay bands. like yeah. that's not what we that's not what we're doing here. Um, we want to put on a great music festival and we'll treat bands like Kings. We're paying for good production. We want everything everything to be amazing. Yes, that's right. We're going to give you beer. We're going to give you food. We're going to give you whatever we can so that you have a fun time when you come through, but we can't give you money. (laughs) But what you can do is you can take any amount of tickets you want and attempt to sell them for yourself and keep the bulk of the
0: profits. Yes. You owe us X amount of dollars. You but then you give keep us the this many. Yeah. And
1: then at once, once you come and meet up with us, just give us the tickets back that you didn't sell. Yeah. That's all you have to do. See, we're not charging cool. you for that. That's cool.
0: Just bring those. Well, you have to give us those tickets back. You're not going to make the extra money, but also we're right. not going to make you pay for it.
1: Correct. So, so it, it, it gives accountability where, where we gave the bands the opportunity to make their own money for themselves, invest in themselves,
0: bring some fans to bring the show bring some
1: fans sell them to your family you just or your friends or whoever can come you know and then but that also gave the accountability that you need to give the tickets back that you didn't sell you can't just give them away otherwise you owe us money for those tickets <laughs> but that's what we did yeah we gave you the opportunity to to make as much money as you wanted and but, I mean, it seemed to work out pretty well, right? I think it did. I think a lot of bands didn't really... Maybe we didn't explain it well enough or like... But, you know, we were like, you guys can make as much money as you want.
0: No, we're we, going to work. You got the built-in crowd. We're just going to deal yeah, with that. Exactly. <laughs> You're the venue now going, so shit.
1: You saw bands that did some of both. We had bands that sold 30 tickets. Yeah. And they made like... Three hundred bucks for themselves,
0: which is great. Yeah, (laughs) for
1: original days back in the day, that was amazing. It was, it was great, you know. And then you had some of the like, "Yep, here's all our tickets back." It's like, cool. No, we tried, (laughs) we tried, but we just couldn't do it. And it's like, I understand. You're from an hour away. That's fine. Okay, cool. If that's what it is, that's what it is. It's no hard feelings. Yeah, come play the show. This is gonna be fun. You're gonna be able to play and hang out and have fun and meet other bands and network. But we're not gonna pay you anything. But we just
0: can't pay you. That's almost a great meet in the middle version of that, almost isn't it?
1: Yeah, I I, that's that's my favorite way for an event to do something like that. If you're small, we were a small-time event, man. We were just trying to make it a nice, fun time, just like that metal
0: fest. Yeah, you're just trying to make it a fun. fun time. Bring the scene together. Make it
1: legit. You've got a great venue backing you. You've got great sound people backing you. Do what you can to pr- make a great production, and then yeah, like it's, I don't think it's offensive to ask the bands to try to
0: invest in themselves. Well, and that's basically what venues are doing right there now. There you go. But but we're like, no, I'm not going to know. Yeah. Uh, you owe me this money. How I've been practicing. Ya. I've spent two days learning these songs. You mm-hmm. owe me 700 bucks. Like, it. nah. Again, do I really owe you anything? Yeah. Uh, did you ever do pay to play shows? When never. You were, I you never, never did. did play, no. Pay-to-play? Uh, I don't think we really ever had the opportunity. We had okay. a really great relationship with Gabe's okay. in Iowa City where yeah. um, a lot of times it was like, okay, this band's coming through. Do you do you want to get on the show? Because they knew that we did bring a decent 10 to 30 to 40 people would usually right. come out to our shows. So they're like, okay, great. The good local band, and that was back in like the show trading days, yes, which were so great, where you you'd find a great band in Missoula, Montana, that you felt right. like you matched up really well together, and you go, I'll tell you what, we're coming through in this day. Can you? Can we play a show with you? And then whenever yep. you swing through Iowa City, we'll set up a show, and it'll be great, you know. Yep. And so we never had to do the pay pay to play, but wow. I can see how that would be a thing, yeah. If 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 that's your idol band, and you get yes. to share the stage with right. them. It might be worth it to you to not make any money, to owe well, money. Exactly. And that's the thing, like it's
1: uh it is. It's I think you get something for yourself out of that, but but also something for your band because if you actually match up with that band's fan base and that that built in crowd and then you're adding people to that that's and everything. Huge. I mean, to a venue or to a promoter, that looks like a win-win for both of those yeah. bands. Yeah. You know? So I don't know, man. I could go on for a, lo- a long time about <laughs> that stuff. but
0: <laughs> I know you could, man. Yeah. Uh, well, and that was, what was the other thing? There was something that was just happening. Oh, uh, last thing we'll end on. Did you see that um, there's a crew of people? I don't really know. I don't know the guy that was talking about it. And I don't know how, like, kind of legit this is or or how serious this is. It seems like it is that they want to start offering Club Five up to, like, local uh, bands. You know what Club Five five is? That's the cell center. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the non balconies. So they they drape the top uh, so that you can't see the balconies and it's just the floor. It's the general admission floor. And I think it can get as high as about 2,000 people. Wow. I saw 311 there. I know there's been some pretty. Decent, like to high level acts. That okay, we're not going to fill the wholesale center, right. so let's do this. Right. Um, so, I from what I get, the vibe is is that when they set that up for a bigger act, yeah, the day before or the day after, they're gonna offer it up to like some local bands to play. Really. So I'd be really anxious to see because, um, interesting enough, when I saw Three Eleven, a giant band, yeah, uh, I think they they said there was only maybe about twelve hundred people which is a large amount of people yeah. um and it felt empty in there cuz wow. it's a big
1: space yeah yeah
0: so if we're you know if we're bringing in a local band to put on this giant stage mm. and maybe we're charging 5 to 10 bucks to get in and yeah. $10 beers uh, oh. how many people are going to show up <laughs> yeah. i hope i hope it's great cuz again it's the pay to play it like gives the opportunity uh, okay. to be on these big ass stages right so maybe you're going into it knowing we're not gonna make any money, but we can be on this big stage. Maybe they're not charging anything. Right. I, I know I know that the cell center is about fifteen grand to rent. If you wanted to put on a show at Club Five, yeah. you're in the hole about fifteen grand to to have use of the sound system and all the stage hands and okay. the staff. And that's before anybody walks through the door. But yeah. I think they're going around that because they're already doing that for a national act coming through. Right. So it'll be it'll be really cool. Um, I, I'm I blanking on the name. I just added him the other day because uh, he's the guy, kind of the voice behind it. He's in our local music scene. Sorry if I ruin it but uh yeah he's the one kind of like thrusting it out there saying this is gonna be cool we're gonna do this so i'm definitely gonna go down and check it out yeah Uh, just hope that it goes well you know kidding there's something bad to be said about being in a giant room and nobody's there that kind of sucks it kind of takes the the fun of way of being on a big stage
1: it's (laughs) uh i don't know do like do any of the gibbs listen to this maybe i don't know (laughs) okay well i just remember i've that's happened to us before one time we were we going to open for the, uh, the, like Gibbs, the Brothers. Gibbs Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when I was a kid. We were, we were young. And this
0: is when they were like, they were touring around they were quite touring. a bit, right? They are were, they were pretty, pretty good. But they were I think and Justin a... Marlin listens to this. Okay. And Justin Marlin was the bass player when I first okay. met him. Yeah. Like had the guy liner on yeah. and the really long hair. I love Justin Marlin. Yeah. I hope he listens to this. Well,
1: well, we just... So if he does, then it was when they were doing like a duo thing. Watch that oh, Okay, so maybe it wasn't. And so... Um, like we found out like this thing was running kind of long and some people were starting to dissipate. It was a big room was down in Burlington or whatever. And, uh, it was like the big hall down there. And they were like, yeah, the Gibbs brothers, they, uh, they, they got to get going soon. So they're going to play before you. You're going to close it out. And we're like, that hurts. We don't know anything about what's going on. So we played a massive auditorium. just went, see, and there was
0: about four people. (laughs) That hurts really bad. So, but it was the like, lights turn on well, and there's nobody there. Yeah, it was, you hear that <laughs> <laughs> from really far in the back. <laughs> so that was that was and it's my just story. the guy going, Okay, you guys done yet? Yeah. We're gonna close this up. All right, how many more? Uh, okay, <laughs> so there it is. Well, age, it's always fun to catch up with you, man. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to do these episodes where we can just kind of catch up on what's been going down. I agree. Um, If you guys are still listening, uh, AJ is really good at this, but just do the subscribe, maybe do the rating, you know, it helps. Like it's a lot of work for us to do this. Like I talked on the last episode, it's a lot of fun. I love coming here. Oh yeah. It's also a lot of work. Like I drive like what, about an hour to get here and back total. And you're spending time letting me into your house and Mm -hmm. getting away from work. And so like, if you just hit subscribe, like five star rating, it makes it better for us. It helps. It helps. It does. It just helps, man. It does. You're good at that stuff. <laughs> With the, the, just saying how much it helps. It does help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it for us, man. We uh, we got some good uh, guests plan here in the future. We'll just uh, we'll just keep at it, and hopefully, I'll see you on Saturday when the weather is awesome.
1: Oh heck yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh heck
0: yeah. Okay. I can't wait.
1: Cue Gloria. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>